really feel like it's different for everyone. And I think one of the most important things I've discovered through it all is to do what's best um, for you, to do what's best for you and to do what works for you. Because even no matter how many fitness people or people you talk to or advice you get is all, is all nice and like great to um, gain that knowledge. But ultimately it's your success is based off of what works best for you and your lifestyle and your circumstances. 2018 was a transition year for me. During that year, I was blessed to purchase my home with my wife and really give my children something. But one of the biggest things that happened was I lost 30 pounds. Because of that, I was able to become healthier. I felt better. Had to get new clothes. Well, some of you may know, if you follow me on social media, that I had a good friend who was very inspirational. At the time, we worked together in the media relations, public relations, corporate communications team at Johns Hopkins. Today's guest, Ashley Mill, will come on to discuss two things, her fitness journey, as well as her journey in the public relations world. So sit back and you can learn something too from my next guest, Ashley Mill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so on this episode, I am happy to present to you someone who I deem responsible for helping me drop some weight a couple of years ago, and that is the one, the only Ashley Mill, which she'll only be Mill for a limited time only as she has recently been engaged. So congratulations to her. But at the time of the recording, she is still Ashley Mill. Ashley, how are you today? I'm so good. So sweet. I'm honored to be a part of um, your podcast and chat with you. And also, like you said, be a part of your own fitness journey. It's been, um, I guess, what, over two years now that we've kind of formed our friendship and connected through fitness. And I basically made you go to the gym. So here we are. <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah it was around yeah it was around so this we're recording this uh at the time of recording it's before april this will air in april but and wrestlemania 36 will have already happened but it was right around the time of wrestlemania 34 and i remember sitting there watching tv and that whole week I, what happened i got the flu and i remember if you remember that time i had needed you to get me like um some paperwork and to get oh me the, yeah. the copy edits. I was like, Hey, so can you like send me a picture of these? Because <laughs> they gave me handwritten edits and I'm working from home cause I'm sick. Um, but that week was when I was like, all right, you know what? Enough is enough. I can drop this weight. And then I came to you and you, you know, blessed me with quite a few ideas, which I told you once you left that, I was gonna be in trouble, which I don't say I put on the weight, but <laughs> I have to I have to get back to where I was. Which I've been doing home workouts, especially during this quarantine. Me and my daughter doing home <laughs> workouts. But you talk about when did you first take a passion for fitness? Um, so it was I had just graduated college and I like had left my immediate job after college. Um, and so I was in between jobs. And so 
I was kind of at a point in my life where I was like at a crossroads and like kind of in limbo. Um, and so I kind of, I had to make a decision essentially where I was like, okay, as I'm applying for jobs and like kind of in this in between part of my life, I can either be productive or not. Um, and so I knew I was going to be on my computer, um, you know, for a majority of the day applying to jobs and, you know, fixing my resume, writing cover letters, all that, you know, the whole nine for applying. And I was like, I need to keep myself active or else I'm going to go insane. And I mean, growing up, I've always been like an active person, but I, I never had like a set workout routine or I didn't care like what the hell I ate. Like I've always been like a tiny person in general. So like those kinds of things never crossed my mind. Um, but it really was during that time, during that crossroads where I was like looking for motivation essentially. And I was like, you know what, like fitness, like is something I've always like, like that I like being active. Um, but I've never, like I said, had ne never had um, a set like regimen or routine. And that was something I was looking for. I think I was looking for structure um, as a way to help keep me motivated during my job search. Um, so I joined um, a 12 week program called Fit Body Guide by um, this woman, um, Anna Victoria, who I found on Instagram. And that was kind of my, my start to my fitness journey, really, I fell in love with like working out and like how like strong my body felt during like the 12 week process. Like I will, I will say like it was not a pretty 12 week process. Like the first few weeks I was like, why did I choose to do this to myself? Um, but you know, I feel like with everything that you're starting new, like you kind of grow to love it. Um, and that's definitely what happened to me. So, uh so when you look back at it, you said it wasn't a necessarily wasn't a pretty 12 weeks. What was the biggest challenge? Oh, gosh, I would say biggest challenge for that first 12 week program that I completed was disciplining myself to do the workouts because I had so much freedom at that time, like with my time since I was home, not working, like. Um, and just applying for jobs. I had, um, I was just out of college. I still had like financial help. So I like was not working and just applying for jobs for um, actually that whole three, that whole three month period, the whole 12 weeks. Um, and so I feel like the hardest part was definitely just like actually doing the workouts. I really had to discipline myself and schedule like, okay, Ashley, you're going to do, you know, day, day two of week three at 12 o'clock and like I would literally set a timer for myself to like take that break and like also I knew I needed that break mentally from just sitting at my computer and like staring at my screen all day or like um instead of like getting distracted and like watching a tv show and ending up ending up like binging it for like five hours um I like had my workouts there instead um but some days like so the first three weeks I struggled I um would skip my days, skip my workouts. And then what would like, what I, what I would do when that would happen was I would double up the next day. And so say, for example, if it was like week two and like day and like Monday and Tuesday, say if I skipped Monday, I, on Tuesday, I would do Monday and Tuesday's workout. And every time I would do that, I would like punch myself. I would like be like, why am I doing this to myself? Because I'm literally torturing, <laughs> like torturing my body right now. And like, I'd be so sore the next day. Um, and so, you know, it was like a learning, 
a learning process for me for sure and learning how to discipline myself but so definitely the challenge was just getting used to working out every day or or I was six days out of seven um but I feel like after like the first month of doing that kind of schedule it got easier um but I would even say even in week 12 like the last week of it there was I think maybe one day where I skipped it because I was like I'm too sore I'm too tired I'm not doing this and I just like doubled up the last day but then at that point I already had already gotten like used to training my body and my brain to like work that way if that makes sense now when do you uh found your job did you find it during the 12 weeks or after the 12 weeks that first 12 weeks was done um after the 12 weeks after the 12 weeks that's I yeah um yeah after the 12 weeks so now you you found your job the 12 weeks is over but you obviously you're in a new uh lifestyle change you know because like you always told me you don't want to say diet it's a lifestyle change so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you made your lifestyle change how hard was it to get that um implemented with your work schedule now that you know you're working yeah actually I feel like since I'd already created those habits daily habits and I was um, also trying to like eat healthier, of course, because the saying of um, abs are made in the kitchen is 100% true. Like you can do as many crunches and ab workouts and all that kind of stuff. You can do it until like your body's exhausted, but you will not see results unless you eat right because your body needs to shed that fat, um, but working from the inside out. Um, and so when I started my nine to five job and I didn't have like the freedom to work out in the middle of the day, um, my healthy lifestyle and like my workout, um, my like workout routine and like being used to moving six to seven days out of the week and like, you know, working out my body um, in that kind of way helped me so much to transition because I already had that discipline. And honestly, I was like really excited to start my nine to five. So I was like, oh, I can implement implement meal prepping now which I had never done during this my 12-week program because I was just at home cooking all my meals um and so meal prepping was like a whole new thing that I was like really really excited about because all of the fitness people who I had um started to follow within my 12-week journey I was like you know seeing them on Instagram meal prepping and like seeing all the recipes and I like had saved them in like my own personal like the um Instagram like archives and like on my my photo album and all that kind of stuff and so like I had all these recipes that I had wanted to try um and so already having finished that 12-week program like kind of set me up for success to continue that lifestyle into my nine-to-five job it was just kind of switching into meal prepping so like taking the time over the weekend to prep my meals since I wouldn't be home to cook them and then also changing my schedule to be like okay Ashley instead of doing your workout at this time you're going to have to do it either before or after work and you know see what would work better for you I um honestly even to this day I have switched up my workout time either like morning or afternoon I've switched up my like that regimen quite often actually like I think probably like every three months I switch to be honest 
And I think that's just like a personal thing. Some people do not thrive in that way. But for me, like I'm okay with maybe doing three months, I'll like work out at 6am before work. And then, then I'd be like, okay, Ashley, like I need to calm down. And like, I don't like this anymore. And I'd switch it to working out in the evenings for, you know, however long that my body like feels good doing that. Um, but I really feel like it's different for everyone. And I think one of the most important things I've discovered through it all is to do what's best um, for you, to do what's best for you and to do w- what works for you. Because even no matter how many fitness people or people you talk to or advice you get is all, is all nice and like great to um, gain that knowledge. But ultimately it's your success is based off of what works best for you and your lifestyle and your circumstances. Now, when you think about a lot of times social media can be motivation or it can be discouraging. How yeah. would you say that? Cause you talk about a lot of these people that you follow. How did you keep that as motivation as opposed to discouragement? Um, I would say one filtering who you follow. So when I first started, I was like, literally following everyone who like either I was inspired by or like honestly who I wanted to look like like what like their body type like what I was like aspiring to be or like not necessarily like I want to look exactly like her because everyone's body is like uniquely different but like oh like what is she doing to get you know those abs or like stuff like that um but also learning along the way um realizing that like I said everyone's on their own journey and so sometimes we can get we can all get into those you know social media traps and especially especially as a woman like I feel like women are more susceptible to this um and like comparing ourselves to other women and that's I mean it happens it happens to me it happens to everyone um and so I feel like again like filtering who you follow and like what you spend your time focusing on like and like the content you consume I think is super super important like even like I, I do this now where I'll go through and like if I see a post or a caption that doesn't align with like me or my beliefs or just doesn't or like doesn't if, or even if it just doesn't rub me the right way or if it's someone who like I thought or I felt was motivating before but now I just feel like I'm not aligned with them anymore and like they don't what they have to say or what they post on social media, like isn't inspiring to me anymore. Like I will be the first to unfollow that person just because I know for like me mentally, that's not helping me in any, any way, shape or form, you know? Um, But yeah, we're in a day and age now where social media and influencers are consuming our feeds. Um, And so I feel like you just have to be super selective with who you follow why you follow them and then if that person ever starts to stray away from like what you believe in or like how even how like they make you feel if that starts not to feel good then like unfollow them there's an unfollow button for a reason um and so yeah I'm a strong supporter of the unfollow button as well (laughs) now um as right now we're dealing with COVID-19 at the time of this podcast and probably by the time it airs, we'll still be under uh, social restrictions. What are some 
quick like off the top of your head like some workouts or even some resources that people can find or do to help them keep their journey a lot of you know because one of the things that you told me was true when you work in a gym is that essentially january 1st the gym looks like a royal rumble um (laughs) (laughs) the coronavirus pandemic struck around march now this is where people are you know trying to get their summer bodies ready and i've heard even people put out memes that says summer body is canceled due to coronavirus it will resume (laughs) summer 2021 but for those who <laughs> haven't canceled their plans and you know be, just begin their fitness journey what can they do now while they're you know stuck in the house or stuck only can go for homework and super, uh, supermarket what can they do or what are some resources yeah um at home workouts that i mean that's how i started my fitness journey and my 12-week program was all at home. I did have like my apartment complex gym that I had access to, but I also had dumbbells at home, but also like there's plenty of resources out there on YouTube, on even on Instagram live nowadays, a lot of fitness people are doing class or yeah, are doing classes um, via IGTV that are all like body weight um, exercises. And um, also me currently, I um, am a part of the tone it up community, which is, um, an online community of women um, who are all into fitness and working out and tone it up has an app and I'm using that right now for my home workouts. And like I said, I have dumbbells at home, but there are plenty of workouts out there on the tone it up app on YouTube, on Instagram that are all body weight workouts that are still super effective. Um, and you can still get a great sweat in. And I feel like especially during these times of, the coronavirus um, and we're all stuck at home and probably being very sedentary um, is a time that we need to keep moving. (laughs) We need to stay sane. And also when it's nice outside here in Maryland, it's been pretty nice. And so getting outside, I have a dog. And so I walk her for at least, at least one 30 minute walk a day. And like, that's awesome to get a little cardio in, getting your heart pumping, getting your blood moving. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So now, you know, we want to shift over to your career. Now you've been heavily into public relations, media relations. What was it about public relations and media relations that made you decide, like, this is what you wanted to do? Um. I would say, so I decided like early on in college when I was like um, a business communications major and, you know, there's so many different avenues you can go in communications and I chose public relations like pretty early on um, and what made me fall in love with it was the opportunity to like be in the chaos kind of of dealing with the media and um you know, working with local news and newspapers and radio stations. Um, and I loved how PR had like that creative side where, you know, coming with a, coming up with a campaign or a social media strategy or anything like that. Like I loved bringing the creative side of me out in that kind of way. Um, 
and also I feel like just me in general as like a person I love meeting new people I love um socializing and talking and um just getting to know people from all kinds of walks of life and with PR I feel like you're exposed to that every single day whether you're working with clients or within like your team just your team internally too um it's a field where you're forced to talk to people (laughs) um and I felt like even from a young age I was good at that and I was like well if you can do this for a job like that sign me up that's amazing um and also the side of public relations that I fell in love with too is um event planning um one of my first job my first job out of college was um I was an event planner and so I learned a lot from that first job and it was um it wasn't corporate events which is why I ultimately left that job but that's what I love about PR too is that corporate event side of it where you also get to plan maybe a super exciting or you know um extravagant event that also you get to deal with the media part of things and all that stuff so yeah I love I love PR because of all that stuff the human connection um the creativity and I feel like you're since it's such a fast-paced work environment like you're honestly honestly learning something new every day now you said you did some event planning with your first job yes now you you I'm going to take you there and I wanted to go back to like your fitness stuff um obviously you said you were part of the tone it up community and I know you've gone on different um like retreats is that the right word conventions mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. um have you like thought about like man maybe if I can merge the two together like merge the two worlds together Yes, I have definitely thought about that. Um, honestly, for a long time, my dream, I was like, you know what, I want to work for Tone It Up. Like they are based out in California. They were co-founded by these two boss babes, Karina and Katrina. Um, and yeah, I mean, if my path were to so cross that path in the future, I feel like that would be a dream come true. I would have, would have loved to help plan their uh, and just be a part of the community even more uh, and help them with, I mean, they're based mostly on social media as well with um, Tone It Up community online. And so they do a lot of like um, content creation on social. So I love um, that part of PR too. So I would say if my paths were, path were ever to cross that bridge, I would say yes in a heartbeat for sure. <laughs> Now, I'm going to shift to when, you know, obviously when we met at Johns Hopkins, one of the things that you did there was um, JHTV and you got a chance to create social media plans and stuff. What was, I guess to say, like, what was, uh, talk about the difficulties of essentially creating social media content for stuff that you're just getting an opportunity to learn about, you know, as opposed to like fitness, you know, fitness, and then you work for a fitness company, mm-hmm. boom, create social media. You could do that off the top of your head, but now you shift over to essentially like a new world technology world. And you got to create social media content, social media plans for that. Can you talk about the challenges and stuff with that? Yeah. Um, like you said, it was like foreign territory for me I came into um managing 
Johns Hopkins technology, technology venture social media, honestly kind of blind and no one had ever before me had ever really handled those, their social media and like was designated to their social media to that extent. Um, so it was a ginormous learning curve. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was a lot of trial and error and also not being afraid to ask questions. I multiple times, especially when I had first started um, creating content for their social channels, asking um, my contacts within JHTV, like essentially like for them to dumb it down for me, but then also to help them understand that I need to understand it so the general public will understand it because I mean, we were dealing and promoting about inventions and innovations that, you know, are heavily, heavily um, scientific or like has a lot of jargon in it from the industry where a person seeing this on social media, if they just like hopping across the tweet or something like that would probably not know what that means or like what that word is. Um, and social media is all about, you know, creating that common ground and so, pe so people can connect and understand and relate. Um, and so I was that person really to bridge that gap to um, essentially JHTV and all of their um, innovations and all of their um, startup companies to be more relatable and to show the world that all the cool work that they were doing um, in a, showing it to them in a way that was easily digestible. And to get to that point, it, it was first going through me and if it first needed to be that Ashley understood what was happening and so I could effectively communicate um, to the general public what these people were creating and what they were working on. But yeah, a lot of trial and error, a lot of questions and being okay with um, being okay with asking and like essentially it was me at some points looking kind of dumb I feel like to a point because it was like I feel like sometimes they would kind of forget or they're not saying they're not used to thinking about like oh yeah like these people don't know what I'm talking about I need to explain it in like layman's terms kind of thing so that was definitely my biggest challenge for sure well <clears throat> the thing is uh, I wanted you to bring I wanted to bring that up because the targeted audience for this show remember those words <laughs> the targeted audience for this show <laughs> is really students who are you know really people who try to figure out what they want to do people who know where they want to go and they want to talk to people who have gone through similar journeys you talk about the importance of you you kind of mentioned it but just going a little bit deeper in essentially checking your ego at the door to tell somebody a scientist tell somebody who's been in their field the longest time to basically make it where the lay audience can understand um yeah i can go into that a little bit further so like i said it was honestly it was also had to do with deal with me checking my ego, ego at the door to be like yeah that's okay, what i mean <laughs> i'm yeah like i i don't know what this article is talking about or what this essay or whatever I was reading is talking about um, and sitting down with either whoever had sent it to me or um, getting in contact with the person who wrote it themselves or someone within the JHTV family who could explain it to me essentially. And it was a lot of like little meetings here and there or like phone calls um, and me like just 
recording and like writing down notes rigorously um, and me literally asking all the time, like, can you dumb that down? Like that was honestly probably one of the phrases that I, I used like probably mostly every day when I was doing JHTV content. Um, and like, I mean, I'm a person, just my personality in general, like I'm not one person to like use big words or like make anyone feel lesser than. Um, and so like, I would, you know, talk to these scientists and doctors and like talk to them like you know I am one of their peers and I would literally ask them like can you dumb this down so I can it needs to be each easily digestible and I feel like when having that honest conversation with someone who has been in the field or this is their line of work and they're not and I feel like they're and I did experience this like they're not asked that often in their line of work they just either assume people understand what the heck they're talking about because they're in that same field or I feel like honestly some people aren't like I don't want to say brave enough but like people aren't bold enough to ask ask that kind of question in that way or essentially just say like can you dumb this down because when you say can you dumb this down it essentially I feel like can come off sometimes to people as if like that you're dumb but I felt like that wasn't my case I and, you know, creating social media content for the public and also for Johns Hopkins students. And so, I mean, yes, Hopkins students are, of course, very highly intelligent, but like not necessarily in the particular particular field that I'm talking about. And so everyone needs to understand it, not those not just those people in that specific field. Yeah, I think that's one of the things, you know, having worked beside you on a daily basis, I thought you, I thought you did very well at was essentially bringing life to that channel and saying, hey, this is what you guys need to be doing. This is another audience you need to be tapping into. And you was able to relay that information to them as well, I think. And that's why the people over there liked you so much. So after you left Johns Hopkins, you got a chance to really go into working in, you know, working in a gym full time. So you, you know, you, everything goes around back to fitness, obviously. This is something you mm-hmm. know, you're very passionate about. Can you just talk about what it meant to kind of do that full time? Like where we, you know, we started off the podcast, you talked about how you were essentially trying to figure out how to balance, you know, you was trying to get on this fitness journey and now you're essentially you're teaching yoga and you're teaching other people and you're bringing more people in there and essentially making the people around you healthier. Can you talk about how much that meant to you and how, like how you was able to relay your passion to others? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I left um, my position at Hopkins almost a year ago. Now I left in April um, of 2019 and at that point too, I was at a crossroads where at a time in my life where I was like not feeling very fulfilled with my everyday work and I knew fitness and yoga, um, you know, brought joy and fulfillment to my life. And so I made the risky decision um, to kind of take that leap of faith and try to create a career in yoga and fitness. Um, and like, you know, a year later, I'm proud to say that I did it. I tested it out. I, you know, loved what I was doing. I still love yoga. Um, and throughout my year of like building my yoga career, 
starting from when I first quit Hopkins, I, you know, of course was applying to teach places. I was trying to find other small little part-time jobs in the fitness and wellness industry. Um, and within my one year of doing this, I at one point had six jobs at one time. Um, but, and some people, when I say that, they're like, oh my gosh, like you're crazy. You're working like how many hours a week? Um, but for me, like this entire journey, it was so fulfilling because the entire time I was doing what I loved, I was bringing yoga and wellness and just like sharing my passion and my love for all these things that brought me so much joy every day. And so it truly didn't feel like work. Um, and I got to make so many new connections and friendships through my yoga students. Um, I was also working part-time at Lululemon and I made some of my best friends at Lululemon because I was working alongside like-minded people who also love wellness and fitness and all those kinds of things too. Um, and so I feel like that was one of the biggest things that I gained from this journey is just like those human connections that are with like-minded people, which I felt like was missing in my PR life. Um, and I really like, I wanted to, and I felt like I went like complete opposite. I was like from corporate life and then all the way to yoga life. And I was living in leggings for a whole, you know, for this whole year. Um, and now really starting it this past December, I had made the decision that I wanted to go back to PR um, and find the balance with teaching yoga on the side, but also bring back my love for public relations that I definitely felt like I lost my spark in PR when I was at Hopkins. And I, you know, that's why I did yoga full-time. So I was like, okay, well, since I don't like PR, like I'm going to do yoga full-time. Then kind of what I discovered within my past year of engulfing my life in fitness and yoga is that one, there's a fine line between when your work is your passion and like kind of what that all entails in your everyday life. Um, I still love yoga and I will still continue to teach, but definitely for me, I found that since I was teaching all the time and um, just working all the time, it just was not sustainable. It was, I was exhausted. I was, you know, sacrificing so many things in my life, quality time with my fiance. Um, we, we had, we got a new puppy over the summer. So figuring out how to add her into our life too. It was just like, it was a lot. And at the end of the day, I was like, is this worth it? Um, and some of the biggest factors that brought me back to PR too, and also was, and me um, realizing that maybe do, doing yoga full-time was not for me, was the fact that I lost my own practice in yoga as well because I was tired because I was so overworked I didn't have my own yoga practice which was devastating to me because I was like well I started this whole you know yoga um, career because I wanted to do yoga more and now I'm not even getting on my own mat and like what kind of yoga teacher is even practicing themselves you know um, and so when I had realized that, that was kind of like my, my shift where I was like, you know what, I do miss public relations. And I think before I was just not passionate about the work I was doing. Um, but of course, yoga and fitness will always have a place in my heart. And like, I will always still have a passion for it. But now I'm at a point in my life where 
I want to find the stability and the balance between having both um, and like bring joy back into both again. Well, that's certainly awesome. Now, <laughs> the um, show, the, the title of the show is called Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling. What was that moment when Ashley broke through the glass ceiling where you realized that I'm really changing the world and really inspiring people with my yoga and with my fitness? Hmm. I would say two points. One happened recently and then one that happened a year ago. I feel like one, when I left my job at Hopkins and to pursue my passion for yoga and like trying to create my career in yoga was one of the points where I was like breaking through and um I say that because one when I had posted my little announcement on Instagram and on social media I mean it blew up and it blew up more than I thought it would to be honest I got so many um Instagram DMs just like of people either wanting to do the same thing and they're like oh my gosh I hate my job too I like wish I could do what you were doing um and just like little stories like that that really like resonated with me and touched me because I was like so many people are feeling this way and if I can do it and I can show these people that no matter what age you are no matter what your circumstance is like if you have a passion for something go for it like we only have my one thing I still truly believe in to this day when I quit um, my corporate job and then up until now is like we only have one life you only have one shot you only have one chance to do what makes you happy like we shouldn't be living our everyday lives like that quote like you know we're like grinding like I hate that word (laughs) and I hate that phrase because I feel like life isn't meant to be that way we shouldn't be looking at life and like our everyday work life as a grind it should be something that makes you feel fulfilled and you shouldn't feel like you're just working to pay the bills or working to vacation you should be working and doing something that you love or at least like I would say maybe not love sometimes but you know just that you generally enjoy um because I feel like that's what life is really about. Like we shouldn't be living to just, you know, make a paycheck to do something else. Um, that was the first time I felt like I was breaking through. And the second time was really recently when I had recently announced that I got a new job in public relations um, at an agency here in Baltimore. And I was really scared to post that announcement because I, and I said it in my caption in my post, like, I feel like kind of a hypocrite because a year ago I was talking about hating the nine to five corporate life. And here I am, you know, going back to it. Um, But in my post, I had kind of said a couple bullet points of what kind of made me come to this decision. And I felt like ultimately that was me showing people that you can go after your passions and, um, your dreams and like go for it 100% and then also it's okay to change your mind it's okay to keep evolving um, our journeys are never meant to stay stagnant and we're the point of life I feel like is to keep growing and evolving and learning new things about yourself 
And so, um, yeah, that's, I feel like kind of the message that I feel like I've been sharing more lately now with my, um, like Instagram following and like all that kind of stuff where people who have been following me ever since, you know, years and years ago, all my entire journey and everything like that. It's ultimately my message is like, you know, yeah, like go after your dreams and like do what you love and also do what's best for you as each moment comes. Because like I said, you only have one life. If you're unhappy where you are, like you truly have the power to change your situation. And I wish, I wish more people told me that instead of me just like telling myself that, because I feel like more people need to hear that, like in today's society. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ashley, I definitely appreciate you coming on. I know, like I said, at the top of the show, I know how I've been inspired by you and I wanted to share that with my network. You know, obviously you can do things on an Instagram post like I did, you know, when I would show my weight loss, I would tag you and Facebook posts and all that. But I wanted to put a, you know, a voice to a a name and hear more about your story so that people can say, hey, if she helped Brian, she can help me too. <laughs> Cause you know I was stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you were, but you did it. <laughs> it's probably like I saw you every day and I can be like, I can just like not, you know, poke you to be like, hey, hey, are you, are you gonna do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I'm, I'm definitely trying to get back on, you know, and and the uh the weather changed. Well, hopefully the weather's getting nicer again, so I can do more of the walks. Too bad I don't have a walking partner no more. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to replace <laughs> you. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> before I let you out of here, let the people know where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram. That's my main handle at Ashley the Fit Yogi, and there's underscores in between every word. <laughs> All right, Ashley the Fit Yogi. So I'll make sure I link that so people know. Any final thoughts before you get out of here? Um, first I want to say thank you for letting me ramble on about myself for however long this interview was. Um, I feel like verbalizing kind of everything I've been through kind of gives me even more validation of where I am in my life and also the kind of message and um you know, what I want people to hear from me and like what um, I can give the world. Um, So yeah, everyone out there who's listening, thanks for listening to us and to me, Ramble. Um, And I hope you are inspired in any kind of way, whether that's career-wise, fitness-wise. I'm always here to answer questions um, and I'd love to connect with you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is Ashley the Fit Yogi. <laughs> As Ashleyville, Ashley, thank you for joining. I appreciate you. Thanks, Brian. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was my interview with Ashley Mill. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, so we're going from fitness to video games, but we're staying with the ladies. I got jordan curl coming on she's going to talk about her career as a esports journalist as well as her love for video games and the transition from being just a 
traditional sports journalist to an esports journalist. So make sure you tune into that. Subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope to have you back. You can find it anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So make sure you subscribe. And always remember. Do not let anyone put up a glass ceiling that you can't break through. Forever 824. This podcast is brought to you by B Waters Productions. It is produced and edited by myself, Brian H. Waters, with the music brought to you by Hypnosis. You can find Hypnosis on Instagram at hypno underscore beats.